Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today we're joined by the wonderful Morgan Dudley, who's currently starring in the Netflix movie, A Tourist's Guide to Love. And I wanted to just start by asking a little bit about the audition process that you went through and kind of that that initial discovery stage of, of starting to figure out your, your perception and your take on who this character was going to be. Yes. Um, so... Uh, when I first got the audition, we had a script provided for us. So I was able to read the entire first draft that they had sent for us. And I read it through. And I actually auditioned for this during a very busy pilot season. So it was just it was just another audition. I was like, oh, this is really cool. I get to play kind of like an edgier. Because Robin is a bit of a more like edgy character in the way where she had a bit of a toot. She had a bit of sass. So um you know, I really tapped into my 16-year-old self at that moment, and I did my audition, and I sent it in, and yeah, and I didn't hear anything for, I think, two weeks, and then suddenly I got a call, and they were like, hey, they want to go ahead and offer you the role, and I was, I was so excited. I was so shocked. I was like, wow, okay, yes, absolutely, so um, yeah, that's kind of how the process went for me. I feel like it's so rare to hear back so quickly off of one self-tape without there being multiple rounds. Was, was that one of the first times that that's happened for you? Yes. It's the only time that's ever happened to me. And I was like, I felt honored. First of all, I felt like so excited and it was just, and it, it came at like an amazing time for me to like, there, there was honestly like a point where I was like, okay, like, am I doing okay? Like, am I doing good with these um, auditions? Because it was my first like busy pilot season. So getting that call was super exciting for me. What, what's your process like a lot of the time doing self-tapes? Because one of the tricky challenges is kind of how in-depth you want to get and how much time you want to spend kind of sitting with a character, knowing that even just statistically the chance of getting through to the next round or landing the role, it's like you're always going to do so many more auditions than you are landing parts. And so it's that idea of how much do I want to dive into and, and get really passionate about this, knowing that I might have to potentially let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, so a big part of my process is really getting into my body, first of all, um, getting into my space and trying to sort of drown out, um, any doubts, any voices that are telling me, Hey, you might not, you may, you know, um, just because at the end of the day, you really never know, like the auditions that you do get, the roles that you do land, like you can have an inkling, but there are times where you just really don't know. And so, um, my biggest process, though, is that when I'm looking at a character, I try to find some sort of connection to myself. Like, how can I not only bring myself to the character, but on what grounds can I relate to this character to give it the most authentic expression in the short amount of time that I have with the character? And then as you like continue to go through rounds and rounds and hopefully land the audition, that's when you can, at least for me, that's when I can, you know, more so feel comfortable. Okay, now I have some sort of basis. I can really get into the nitty gritty, into the details and stuff like that. I, I've also seen you mention in, in an interview that you were doing for the film that one of your things, once you have a character that you did for Robin in this film, is to kind of go through and write a lot about your character's backstory and a lot about their motiva motivations and kind of just yes. fleshing out the details that are in the script. And so for this film, what were some of the really helpful details and pathways that you wanted to go down to really discover a lot more about who Robin was? Yes. Yeah, so, oh my gosh, I actually gave Robin kind of a funny, like, um, pretty cute backstory. I was like, 
you know, she's a part of this large friend group and they all have money and they all do everything together. Um, she has a boyfriend and her moms don't really approve of this boyfriend, but she doesn't care. Um, I wrote down that her moms kind of have given her the freedom to express herself even in all of her growing pains as a teenager. And that basically, and this was sort of in the original uh, draft of the script. I don't know if they included it in this release, but Robin had said something like, why didn't we just go to Cabo with everybody else? And so it was kind of like a very new, it was a new experience for her. Of like, why am I not with my friends? Like, why aren't we with these group of people? So that's kind of what I wrote about when I was writing about Robin. And was there much of an opportunity to work with the actors that were playing your moms in the film and to kind of like sit down with them to figure out some of that dynamic before you were filming? Or did you have to kind of just like really dive into that together once you were in production? Yeah, so as a tour group cast, we really just hung out with each other 24-7. So in doing that, we kind of discovered a lot about each other's personalities and just that dynamic just in real life. And I think that that kind of seeped into filming days where we would kind of be like, you know what, like this person like kind of gives more of the nurturing vibe. Like I remember uh, Jacqueline, who played one of my moms, she was the more nurturing mom we figured out. And then Nadamiso, who played my other mother, um, was the more like lay down the law type of mom. Um, And so we kind of discovered that with, we didn't really uh, create a time to sit down and really talk about it. It kind of just naturally came up for us. And especially with that dynamic of, of a teenager that's on holiday with their parents, did you kind of want Robin to like pull back a little bit from how much she interacted with certain characters versus others? Because there's kind of the the budding friendship that she has with Alex, where she's very comfortable and that's someone her own age that she's going to have more in common with than the couple who are there taking their honeymoon years after they got married because they couldn't do it the first time around. Right. No, yeah, I definitely, it was, and again, it was kind of more the nature of it, like, um me and Andrew who played Alex we actually um when we were on set everybody had every pair had a set of PAs and me and Andrew had the same PA which means we were definitely together 24 7 and so um yeah how that kind of helped I guess Robin I'm trying to think it's really interesting because Robin actually does not like Alex in the beginning because it's someone her age who's completely different from her, who has this attitude that she kind of, you know, is judgmental of, like, just kind of like, why are you so happy to be here? Like, okay, cool, we're in Vietnam. But I think that with their friendship budding, it kind of opens Robin's perspective and kind of opens her mind to um, her surroundings and it helps her really learn to enjoy the vacation and enjoy the experience that she starts to have. And then that bleeds into her relationship with her mom. Yeah. It's really great to watch the way that kind of her walls come down from the version that we meet at the beginning to kind of the version that we see towards the end of the film. And so did did you kind of, did you go in with an idea of kind of the gradual journey that you wanted that to take or kind of where you felt like that would start to happen for her? Or is some of it just feeling it out once you're playing scenes and thinking, okay, well, if she's going through this experience, then I think maybe we can crack through a little bit more of her. Yeah, actually the moment that I think Robin begins to open up more is the shopping. Whenever she's like, oh, wait, I can spend money. I can go shop. Okay, cool. We're going to have a good time. And then that kind of leads into everything else. You know what I mean? It's kind of her segue, her familiarity 
is shopping and being a girl's girl. And, um, but by the time we get to Hoi On was kind of where I was like, this is where I want Robin to open up because um, Hoi On is very beachy. It's very beachy. It's very relaxing, chill environment. And um, I think it'd be natural for anybody to really become one with that at a certain point. Um, so yeah. And I, I love how the film's really shooting on location in all these different areas. It's like, we see you guys going to Hoi An, we see you at like the water puppet show in the middle of Hanoi um, and all those kind of like really recognizable spots. And because you kind of had the tangent experience of in essence, like you were saying, like as a cast hanging out, traveling through these areas and then getting to also do the same thing in front of the camera. Did that help you find the essence of how do I feel like Robin is engaging with the environment around her because of what you were saying before as well of, you know, it kind of, as she opens up, it kind of changes the way that she's interacting with the space around her as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like there was really nothing. Like, I don't think, anything I will ever do again will recreate what filming a tourist guide to love was like. And so, and, and of course, because we were traveling on location, a lot of the times we were filming in order because we had to film in order because, you know, we can't go back and forth, just flying, you know, all sorts of ways. And so um, I felt like I was learning a lot with Robin about my surroundings and about the place that I was in. And yeah, it definitely made her transition and, you know, me thinking about, oh, how, how would I react to this versus how Robin would react to this? Because everything that you saw on camera, obviously we actually did, but even like the water puppet show, when it was filmed, um, we, we weren't looking at the water puppet show. We were just kind of looking at the stage, but we'd all made a trip together to go actually watch the water puppet show before we filmed that anyway. So, you know, I think it was just natural for everybody to be thinking about their characters at the same time because we, I, it was just so unique in the way that I think I can really speak for myself, but I really lived through my character in that, in that entire experience. And you were touching upon at, at the beginning a little bit of that idea and that sense of, you know, it's a 16 year old girl that's used to kind of being with her friends and she's with her parents and she's at that very particular age of kind of like, okay, maybe you stand over there and I stand over here. Right. Um, so how did you find the line of kind of, you know, just like how much attitude you wanted to give her because you don't want it to be fully abrasive. And especially when you're finding that journey of, okay, she's going to kind of pull back from this a little bit as she goes through it. So you don't want to go completely full on with it. Right. Um, I think that, you know, <laughs> it's funny in our introduction scenes, I feel like Robin was so just over it. And I kind of took into account things like, you know, they've probably been traveling all day and she finally gets here. She probably just wants to chill on her phone and they're like, no, get off and like socialize. And she's just like, moms, you know, it's kind of um, 16 is that age. And actually, um, even besides being 16, I think when you have loving parents, uh, you know that they're going to love you, you know, you know that they're going to love you, even if you give them a little snap, or maybe you, when you're 16, maybe you don't care. But <laughs> I think that, you know, when we see that version of Robin versus when we see um, the version of Robin who visits the market for the first time and is kind of you know, she sees how her moms are trying to help her have a good time. And then I think when she sees Alex, someone her age, who has such a different attitude just going into it. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, even a sassy 16-year-old is a human being. And they want to, as humans, I think we want to 
feel included and feel like, you know, we're really getting the most out of our situation and our surroundings. And so I think that just at a certain point, naturally, um, it was easy for me to kind of choose to just let Robin back off a little bit and to give her mom some some grace because <laughs> we are in Vietnam after all. So and did you think of her as someone who's quite outgoing and, and quite charismatic in her everyday life and in her world with her friends and in school? Cause it's like I love little details, like even the fact when she's like, Hey Alex, like I found this guy who's gonna like teach us how to row this boat. And so it's like clearly she's she's kind of getting to that point of just like, I'll talk to anybody and I'll strike up a conversation, then I'll ask them if they can teach me this thing that I'm interested in. Yes. Yes, very much so. I think that she's someone who's very confident in herself, very sure of the person she is. And I think she's also somebody who's very decisive. I think that when she decides, you know, yeah, you know, I'm going to talk to this person. That's how it's going to be, regardless of what the reaction may be. And I think that that shows in the way um, her attitude changes with her moms and with Alex. Like, it's very, I think when I was watching the film, I was like, it, it seems very polarizing. Like you go from one to just the other, but I think she's just like, yep, this is what I'm deciding to do now. Like, this is how it is. And um, yeah, so I would say that, you know, in her home life, she's very, I think, charismatic and outgoing. Yeah. I love that. And I also wanted to ask about working with Stephen, sorry, Tashita, who's the Mm -hmm. director of the film and just the dynamic that the two of you kind of created together on set and some of the aspects that he really helped you to find and and build into your performance. Yes. Um, Stephen is a wonderful director, first of all. Um, He was very interested in my process and what I thought and also my language, like as far as how I speak. He was very, um, he was like this with everybody, but for me too, like there was a couple of lines that Robin would have and, you know, it was written by someone who was older. He was like, I'd, and, and I would be like, you know, I just don't know. <laughs> Maybe a 16 year old wouldn't say this sort of thing. And so, um, but kind of what I learned with him was the art of collaboration. He's a very collaborative director and someone who has a very strong vision of like what he wants to see, but also um, makes everybody feel like they can really bring their own art to the table. And so I'm really thankful for a director like that. Um, And he's very much that sort of director. That's so great to hear. And I also wanted to ask you a little bit about your experience from Jagged Little Pill when you were on Broadway um, Mm. and just you know, it's, it's such an incredible experience to step into a role like that and into a show like that and to be on Broadway for the first time. And what were, what were a lot of the aspects that you had kind of anticipated of what the experience might be like and kind of when you'd imagined it against the idea of what it ended up being in reality and just some of the things that you can't necessarily prepare yourself for or know until you step into that situation. Yeah. Are you um, referring to like, what I expected out of Broadway or like Broadway versus film? Um, Just kind of like what you expected the experience of Broadway to be like against, you know, some of the things that you maybe hadn't anticipated through the experience. Yeah, I actually, so going into it, I really had no idea. I had no idea because um, my only experience in musical theater was through high school and through like my community theater when I was a teenager. So I was like, is it, you know, it's Broadway, like, is it going to be, like, really big and bad, and, like, people are going to be mean, and, like, it's going to be really intense and just scary, 
Um, so that's honestly what I was expecting. I was expecting like an intense, scary experience. And I was like, but it's going to be fun because it's what I love to do. But um, even throughout auditioning and like stepping into my first in-person audition, um, it's a very welcoming environment. It's a very welcoming environment to just bring what you have, show what you have, do give your 110% because, you know, when you're on a Broadway stage, you can't do anything less than that. Um, but it was so much, I just remember it being so much less, I guess there was so much less pressure than I was expecting. Um, and then as far as the actual production went, it just felt like a really high end high school production and not because like, that's just the only way I know how to explain it. It was no different than like doing theater in high school or community theater, except everyone really wanted to be there. Everyone gave their 110% and expected you to give your 110%. And it was all very professional and very cohesive. Um, it, yeah, it was actually way more fun and way more free than I expected Broadway to be. That's so phenomenal to hear. And you know, within that experience as well, there's such a, a specific stamina to doing eight shows a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with what you were saying about that, you know, you really have to go in and give 110% every single moment, every single night for eight shows a week, even on double show days. How did you find your own personal way to really just calibrate your personal stamina and kind of like what you were giving in your performance and and where you could kind of take those quiet moments for yourself in between to kind of give yourself the rest to be able to bring everything you needed to every single show. Yes. So it's funny you say that because I remember even in the beginning, I was not sure if I could do it. I was like, can I really do this? Like this is a lot. It's, it's so much. Um, but I did a couple of things. One, I did get to have my own dressing room. And so I just remember decorating the absolute crap out of it and making it like my own little sanctuary. Like I put in some like mood lighting and like some candles, some tea. And anytime I was feeling stressed, I would just go in there and I would have a cup of tea and I would play some like ambient music and just sit in there. And sometimes I would even get to the theater. So we have things called half hour. Um, where we get there 30 minutes before and that's your time to get ready for the show. I would probably go like an hour and a half before I actually had to be there just so I could really have that time to myself. Because for me, like recharging and being alone and being at peace is what really sets me up for success when it comes to something like live performances over and over and over again. And then just at the end of the night, I would go back in there, say my little thanks in the mirror, like, yay, like we did it. And always make sure that I had plenty of sleep. I, when I was on Broadway, I never went out. I was like, y'all have fun. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep. And I enjoyed it very much. And, and lastly, um, I, I've heard you kind of in an interview talk about how when you're being asked, like, what advice would you give to other artists and other performers? The idea that rejection and failure doesn't define you as an artist, which I think is 
such an amazing grounded perspective to have and such an important one, but it's, it's not always an easy pathway to kind of reach that point of reconciling with that because it is an industry where there is so much rejection and there is, you know, there are moments where you don't get the thing that you wanted. And it goes back to what you were talking about at the beginning with when you're auditioning and not thinking about whether it's going to land you the role or not, and really just focusing on the moment. And so how have you kind of found that relationship for yourself into that space? Um, Definitely with time. I remember the very first audition I ever had was for a project. I like it was a passion project for me at that time. Like it was my very first audition ever. And I wanted it so freaking bad. Like truly, 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 I wanted it so bad. And I didn't get it. And I remember I cried. I cried about it. Like I had a bad old day about it. And then in my head, I was thinking, oh, there's never going to be anything like that project again. And like it, it really felt like that. It felt like, um like a breakup almost and then there was another project that I really really wanted and I was like oh my gosh here it is it's just like the other one and then I didn't get it and that kept happening I kept getting projects that I really really wanted and then I wouldn't get and I would get upset about it and I'd be like dang nothing like is ever gonna happen again um and after a while of that I started thinking about it and I was like and these projects, I like, started coming out and I started watching them and I would like look at the person who was playing them. And I was like, oh, they were perfect. Like, this is amazing. And then I remembered, I was like, you know, someone told me that what is meant for you will be yours. You know what I mean? And so um, I think at a certain point, I was just like, you know, I wasn't rejected because I was untalented or because I wasn't I didn't have the ability to do it. But I look back and I watch these projects of the people who got them. And I'm like, I. I, I can kind of see like how this was meant for that person. And one day I'm going to have my thing that's meant for me and it's going to feel right and I'm going to be ready for it. And when I'm ready for it, it'll happen. And so it's kind of like, it just came with time and kind of with more um, inner stability, like inner stability and knowing that I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be in this industry if I didn't have something to offer. You know what I mean? And I think that every artist has to have that some sort of reconcile with that for themselves so that you stay sane. <laughs> um, and also it it makes receiving the projects that you really want that much sweeter when you weren't expecting it, when you were OK with the outcome and you actually get it. It's like it doesn't feel like you needed it. It doesn't feel like, oh, like, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's very, it, it's a peaceful feeling to have. And it comes with time. I, I think that's really beautiful and, and so important in navigating through an industry like this. Um, so thank you so much for sharing all of your experiences. It's been so wonderful to hear all of this. Thank you so much, Morgan. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me.